Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. everybody welcome to the what culture gaming podcast i'm your host scott taylor joined by ash millman hello from and afar and rich hudson as i talk over everyone all hi over from my room <laughs> we're trying a more sophisticated setup we've got headphones and microphones and maybe that'll be clearer but i don't know it's very exciting sorry i was like what do i speak it'll yeah, be clearer if we actually talk it might actually work for a podcast uh, we'll still figure it out we're in like day six or something seven i think it's day ten. day five of working from home i yeah. think because it was tuesday last week we started so this is this is only my fourth day because i took the friday off for the reason we're talking about oh um, yeah so we pretty much just thought we did a little bit of doom talk on uh, friday's podcast but you guys have uh, dove into it across the weekend so we're just going to pull that apart some more um because the more we talk about it uh, i was going to say in the office on slack there's uh, a bit more uh, divisive stuff kind of coming up some people really don't like the platforming some people um you know compare it to 2016's one think that that game was better i I think those people are crazy i am I, those people you're I one of those people, people so what do you what do you think how are you, how are you coming down i'm really enjoying it i think doom, doom eternal is an amazing game it's really enjoyable it's got so many things that i think are fantastic but there is this big niggling like just thought of 2016 in my head the whole time because i played 2016 right up until um the friday that doom eternal uh, launched and then played doom eternal the next day so it's literally instantaneous into the next game mm-hmm. and i just i mourned i mourned 2016 in the process because i was like i miss these things so much i miss um the way that you pick up weapons from bodies where you tear things apart to find like key cards i miss the way that it kind of um had like a like rooms full of things that you then battled through and had and did some exploration and stuff where it feels a lot more platform heavy and arcadey than uh, 2016 is in doom eternal i still think it's fantastic and i'm really really enjoying it and i think it's a wonderful beautiful game um big hype etc etc but there's lots of things about 2016 i do miss mm-hmm. they have changed like an absolute turn <clears throat> i kind of want to get like because rich you were looking forward to this as your most anticipated thing ever so how yeah. have you come out of it? i i have loved it I, yes! I did. I did. I, I will admit when I when I first when it arrived, like I was buzzing, like genuinely. <laughs> uh, Friday morning, I had my, my DPD text came through saying it's coming at this time. Your, your driver, uh, ooh, what was his name? Greg. I can't remember. Uh, Gary. That was it. It's like Gar- <laughs> Gary's ten stops away, and there's me at my Doom window, Gary. like Gary, where are you? <laughs> um, and you know, he turns up, and I'm really excited. And I got into the game, and I started playing, and my mind just went. 
Right. Wait. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I loving this as much as I was hoping? But I think it's because I was, as you know, I was so excited for this game, like ridiculously mm. excited that my expectations were incredibly high. Obviously, I did get to play some at EGX last year. I got a good sort of half an hour with it, mm-hmm. um, so I'd already had a little bit of a taster, and that taster was incredible. Um, but yeah, to, throughout the beginning of the the game. Uh, I was there thinking, "Ooh, am I? Uh, do I? Do I like this yet?" Again, the arcadey nature, the idea that the um, when you're picking up weapons, they're floating in midair and spinning around on the spot. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. in 2016, you would go up and you, when you get the chainsaw, you pull it out of a guy who's already dead on the floor. There's a bloke already holding a shotgun mashed by a door when you pick up mm-hmm. the shotgun right at the beginning. That sort of more grounded aspect of the game is has been lost in mm-hmm. Eternal. And yeah, they have made what is very reminiscent of like a classic video game. They've they've lent so heavily into doom 2 mm-hmm. on so many different levels it has changed that whole atmosphere and i think yeah going between 2016 straight into eternal literally day to day will be one hell of a jarring thing but the base the base mechanics the base essence of it is still there the aesthetic mm-hmm. change is a big thing because i i recall doing podcasts ages ago this has been three podcasts and not liking the the ui not liking the fact that doom guy grunts like i just felt <laughs> it didn't feel the same as what 2016 was but now mm-hmm. i've been through the whole thing it, it's it's it is a sequel to 2016 but it's also it's whole own beast at the same time would you For say me, it's better though would you say it's better <laughs> than 2016 because that's my gripe that's my i think yeah. it's a wonderful game but it's like a 9 out of 10 and a 10 out of 10 for me oh, i think I would put them neck and neck, to be honest with you. I, I think, yeah, they both do things very differently, yeah. Like, I think if you went into Eternal wanting that aesthetic, that 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 uh, gritty nature of 2016, you, you're unfortunately not going to get that. Oh, I understand God. that's not to everyone's <laughs> tastes, but... <laughs> Yeah. I know, Scott. I'm it's not. I'm not, not criticising the game. I'm not criticising the game in the slightest. But yeah, they are. They are two very different games in terms of its aesthetic. In terms of the gameplay, mm. Eternal has 2016 beat. See, I think. I, for me, like the whole like the video gaming thing, uh, like the creative director Hugo Martin was like, "We're making a video game ass video game," and it's like, "Here's some one up tokens and yeah, weapons spinning around and stuff." And like for me, those like I guess those grounded elements of like, "Oh yeah, retrieve the chainsaw from the dude and have more key cards and stuff." That's like the death of what Doom Three brought to the table, which I just don't want anything of. So like for me, it was just take everything that everyone loved about the 2016 one and just streamline it. Just be like, you know, like everyone knows what this is at this point, and so it can be like you know crazy quick platforming bits it can be like floating weapons and stuff and it's just this insane rush that i think for me is like honestly for me they're not even close like the 2016 Ooh. one like i love the 2016 one so much but i do think because i played them like i went out about a week in between because i replayed 2016's one when i went into eternal um and for me like i think that the 2016 one feels like a prototype for what this is and it's like they nailed like so much they did they nailed so much in 2016 but i think that this one makes so many advancements even down to like making you know a dedicated chainsaw button that just works the flame belt stuff all the increased like double dash and the movement and everything like this one when you get lockstep with everything this thing offers it's just it's a it's so much better for me like i, could, I can't even go back straight literally the only thing i would contest you on in, in that little dialogue there scott is the word yeah. streamlined there is nothing really? about eternal being streamlined there is so much more to this game uh, well uh, focused focused like yeah that it like down to the 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 use of weapons and how you have to use everything like genuinely the only weapon i i didn't find myself using literally literally until the final boss was the chain mm. gun i don't see any really? point in that yeah 
I don't see any use in that weapon, but everything else you have to use. Whereas in 2016, I could use the shotgun and the ghost cannon. That's all I needed. Like that genuinely, that's all I needed. That's uh, another And you thing, literally can't do that in Eternal. They've changed things up so much. They've made enemy AI so much more interesting. They made the enemy right. uh, pool so diverse that you have to change up how you play to do it. Listening to Hugo Martin talk to Daniel Dwyer on Noclip, and he's like, "Look, you can't go into this as a mindless thing because mm-hmm. people said oh, it's Doom. It's mindless. It's like there's literally nothing about Doom that is mindless and Eternal." is that same kind of thing and there have been people out there who who have been hit by it quite hard mm. um, I know as we've we've already discussed uh, off pod that the first couple of levels in Eternal are brutally hard yes. yeah like even if you're like I you know I'm not to toot my own horn but I'm pretty damn good at Doom and <laughs> Even those first couple of levels, when you first get to the Arachnotrons, God, they kick your ass, don't they? The first Arachnotron absolutely threw me, threw me for ages. (laughs) I had it on ultraviolence, so I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to drop it to hurt me plenty. Like, just looking at that Arachnotron. Um, But no, it's it's an incredible game. It's really well realized. The one thing that I I really, really love compared to 2016 is the world building. I think looking Mm. out and seeing those Mm. massive, like, Jaeger looking things, like it looks like Pacific Rim in the background. I just think that's fantastic. And like jumping on top of um, massive swords to fire them up to go through different holes in the realms and stuff. I think that that is uh, a real, real great step forward for it. I think the gameplay is really good. I just think it's so different to 2016 that I am having a little sad moment that I'm not doing the same things I was with that one. But I also think that's a good thing as well. It's just personal preference. Mm-hmm yeah for me it's just like like i said i think <clears throat> i like the like the general approach that they took like it's just i like that they did away with like the for the law stuff all the codex stuff it's, it's so optional like um, mm. you get all those little pages that you can pick up and it's like if you want that wider sense of world building it's there but if you just want to be the slayer and just walk through and even in the cutscenes, he just people ask for his opinion he just cocks the shotgun he's like whatever and i think that you know you can play it that way if you want i like that they they I've expanded it in a way that it's it's still optional, um, but that stuff, even that stuff, even the, them going into that territory is like such a meaningful advancement and was something that I didn't get at all from the 2016's one. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think the the, the law stuff is good. I think um, it, it reminded me a lot more. I think um, Doom Eternal reminds me a lot more, kind of of Gears of War ish. Like Ooh. it feels because everyone's kind of like big, chunky, massive armor, and um, seeing the betrayer for the first time. I don't know. It just very much looked <laughs> gory to me to begin with, um, mm-hmm. which I think kind of. And Gears of War reminds me of Space Marines. It's kind of like it kind of lent into that whole fantasy thing that we've seen already. Um, whereas I, I think that, that it does lots of new things um, that it didn't really need to rely on that aesthetic so much. But I think that opens up and spreads out much better mm-hmm. as it goes on. Um, but yeah, as, again, I still really like Doom Eternal. I think it's a fantastic game. I think it has uh-huh. loads to offer just 2016 did lots of things differently more realistically and had other things to offer um, than, oh. than Eternal, which again, not a bad thing, just a different thing. It is weird because it's like it is it is video game AF like they like I said they've got the power ups they've got that sort of thing and they like they res- it's it reminded me of the original Dooms like they're really not bothered about convincing you about this really wide story delivered through cutscenes it is just in the background you know you can't just go and play stuff and I kind of love that as like a you know you hold it up and it's like yeah. this is a video game like this is something that the medium <laughs> can offer kind of thing because yeah. there's so many games that ca- get carried away with cinematics and like as much as I adore The Last of Us like some of that game's best parts are in the cutscenes and the characters and the writing not things that are in interactive elements and you know things that are specific to games so like for me i was like this is like a perfect video game like as in it exemplifies the medium um but yeah i mean uh, rich what do you come down on comparing it to 2016's one Uh, i kind of already (laughs) sort of been over this i i Mm. I love them both i i mean i i wouldn't say no to them doing 
like the same game doing like eternal but doing it in that more grounded feel uh of of it of doom 2016 it's, it's weird i don't know what it is it's like i almost feel like going back to 2016 it's gonna feel like an entirely different game aesthetically in every single sense mm-hmm. it's uh, way more red yeah it is it's, it's a lot <laughs> darker as well mm-hmm. like the thing about the thing about doom it's it's they they've they've made it very bright very colorful again that's something that i was concerned about come the the, the final uh hood reveal mm-hmm. uh, at e3 2019 um and it, yeah it, it was very different but i think i think i'm more intrigued to see how they would go for doom 3 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Doom, the reboot, Doom Three, Doom Eternal Two, whatever they, they call it, mm-hmm. um, and how they go about that. Whether they go about the go the same way as doing this very bright and colourful aesthetic with a very arcadey nature, or whether they try something else again. Because mm-hmm. um, you think like they've kind of planted the seeds for the Codex and the wider worlds of Ash. I know you haven't finished it yet, but like they, it's all like like I said, it's in the background. But the seeds that they plant, the way that they flesh that world out in that universe, and they explain like the very fabric of heaven and hell and all that kind yeah. of thing. Do you think would you guys want more of that, or is that getting even further away from what it quote unquote should be? I like that. I personally really like that. Um, I like a good codex entry in law. Again, like you say, that you can tap into it when you want to and kind of ignore it if you don't. I think mm-hmm. picking up the pages, having a little skim and being like, okay, what's a Sentinel? What's this? What's the mm-hmm. other? And um, learning it across the way is really good. It's a, 2016 had the whole like Doom Slayer tenets or whatever it was where you touch the big gross room. The green thing, thing, yeah. Yeah, and it goes at you. Um, so it's kind of, it, it takes that and expands upon it. it, it it's taken a lot of things from 2016, exploded them open. So as mm. much as it's focused in on um, the certain parts of gameplay, it, I think it's definitely exploded them all wider and wider. It's gone, oh, okay, you're like ripping and tearing. Well, how about ripping and tearing nonstop, baby? Um, <laughs> because that's what it is. It's, it's almost impossibly hard to begin with, but that's mm. also good. As someone who is an advocate of not enjoying hard games, yeah. The difficulty in this, I think, is um, perfect because it's it just throws you straight in and says, okay, deal with it. If you need to change your difficulty, if you need to get used to using weapons, then you're going to have to do that, um, but deal with it. This is what the game is, um, but gives you options to make it more accessible across the, along the Even way, which down is really to, good. Uh, the fact that, I don't know whether you've seen this yet, Ash, when you are constantly getting dicked over, you get the option to come in with uh, a new Central set of armor, Sentinel armor, armor yeah, which gives yeah. you... Uh, more health and more buff etc etc which i i deliberately didn't use i i I, it was the one point when i thought do you know what fair on you doom like Mm -hmm. fair enough you're thinking i can see you're struggling with this the first doom hunter boss fight kicked my ass (laughs) when i got to it first when i eventually worked out how to do it i Mm -hmm. breezed every single doom hunter i came Mm -hmm. across for the rest of the game Mm -hmm. but um i was like you know what fair enough you're gonna do that but for me i'm like i i want to prove myself as a doom slayer therefore i will continue to play on ultra violence and get through that um I completely lost where I'm going. <laughs> but I was going to say for the uh, difficulty stuff, I do love that they they know how you're going to play it. I think I mentioned this on the Friday pod, but in the description for like, if you pick Hurt Me Plenty or you on the Ultraviolent, it tells you in the brackets like how much it thinks you're going to die. Yeah. And I, I, that was completely true for me. It was like, because um, I for the review, I did it on Hurt Me Plenty because I was like, I'm not just going to get stuck. I need to get through this and I'll, yeah. re- I'm going to replay the crap out of it anyway. So um, yeah, I put it on Hurt Me Plenty and it was like, you'll die a lot at the beginning and then you'll slowly get used to it. And I was like, cool. And that was exactly the case because yeah, 
yeah, those are Arachnatrons. That was the first time where I got genuinely stuck and annoyed. And I was just kind of like jumping around, like trying to figure it out. And I just kept making the same noise where I was like, eh, like just, oh, just, oh, just, I can't, like, I'm not comfortable. I'm not having fun. I'm just getting, like, like Rich said, completely dicked on. And I was just hating it. And, uh, and then I was like, no, I'm not dashing. I'm not jumping as much. I'm not weapon switching. I should be flame belching as well. And it's my yeah, fault. Flame belching yeah. is the thing yeah. I got, I got my head around in like the last act of the game. I was like, I should really, really? be using this more so. Yeah. Mm. I think it's when I realized when I blasted a huge group of them and it's like, wow, my armor has been refilled in two seconds flat. Yeah. It's like yeah. excellent stuff. There was a couple of encounters that, um, like towards the end when it starts throwing like absolute tons of dudes at you where I just, I was, I was just struggling with them. Mm. And I realized that actually the way forward was to just leap into the fray, douse them all in the flame belt, chuck down an ice bomb, then switch, throw it on the other grenade and then jump back <laughs> and rocket launcher the whole lot of them. And that explosion of every single power up was just, just like, straight for amazing. the uh, sticky bombs uh, mastery and just fire five of them. That's literally all <laughs> I did through the whole uh-huh. thing because they're I so useful for multiple enemies. Cacodemons, right, right. Arachnatrons, even just even like Hell Knights and Barons of Hell, just literally spray them with <laughs> sticky bombs and dash the hell out of the way every time they get close to you. The uh, um, infinite missiles is good too. But even down to like the, the enemy design overall, like coming in, like after editing the video that Ash did for the uh, enemies what they represent and seeing more about the and even watching uh, Hugo Martin's video with no clip again of uh, mm. describing the doom the new demons and what they do mm-hmm. uh, when you've got things like the whiplash who scuttle around and make sure you they you, you sort of break line of sight with everyone else because you've got to focus on them because they hit so hard yeah focusing on them uh, fighting against the marauders which Ash hasn't found yet <laughs> oh marauders scott i've not had your, I've not had <laughs> your fine, uh, opinion they're on them. fine now i i hated them in the review period because i was like oh my god just get out my way i just want to finish <laughs> this thing so that i can say stuff i said and, if, um, if anyone's listening that's stuck on marauders ballista just use the ballista i've seen that so much like without context just been like people are just literally on my timeline just going ballista full stop like, oh, <laughs> ballista. I, I know what it's about already i'm like ah, right. yes okay just, you, yeah, yeah actually got the you've got the, a foot ahead on this but even <laughs> yeah, like yeah. even like the design of the marauders they feel like um something uh, Hugo Martin was saying that he played he loved Sekiro and right, okay. enemies with such very very specific attack patterns is something you see in uh, in Eternal which I don't mm. really felt like we had in 2016 it didn't feel no. as um obvious i know that when you look at something like the the cyber demon or the spider mastermind they had very specific attack patterns that you could tell what attacks they would do based on the animation mm. whereas with the uh, with the um uh, with the Marauder and also with the uh, the Gladiator, mm-hmm. uh, they are very specific and they feel they almost feel like Souls bosses yeah. in Doom, and it, it kind of it, it sort of all my all my hours of playing uh, Remnant from the Ashes sort of came up to this because it's like look, this is like I'm fighting a Remnant boss mm-hmm. as the Doom Slayer, I and I just like think the their enemy design, the way they've actually produced them, made these boss fights even down to the ones you get later in the game that are they are so wildly different. I felt. Mm. Uh, I just think the enemy design is incredibly, like, vastly improved to 2016. That's another thing. Like I said, we saw, we said at the beginning about how they make you, like, switch between every single weapon, but then some of them have, like, specific uses. Like, the gladiator, you need to get rid of his shield using an energy weapon, or, like, you know, you fight those little guys with the shields, you can overload them, or things like that. Like, none of that stuff. I mean, it was kind of in 2016s, like, but not... It's, it's yeah. at the forefront I was there thinking, I want to go back and see if you can destroy energy shields with a plasma rifle, because I don't, I don't recall them exploding in, uh, in 2016. No. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Because I don't know, like, Ash, because you went straight from 2016s to this one, like, in terms of that stuff, like, enemy weak spots and, like, that whole combat chess stuff, like, do you like that stuff? Because I found it really overwhelming at the start, but then it all just kind of got there over time. I think that I think that's what the point I'm at at the moment. Like it's taken mm. me a very long time to get used to um, the way that the combat works. It's good combat and it's implemented well, but it's um, it's just taking it's a big shift from what I expected. I very much expected it to go Doom 2016, Doom Eternal, with the same <laughs> kind of thread pulling them mm -hmm. through, whereas it's adapted a lot. Um, so that sort of part of um, combat and that. Oh my God, I've got lost in my words there. <laughs> the combat weak spots, all that sort of thing. Um, I think a really interesting way of developing it, but um, they're a pain in the ass to try and find. Uh, like as in, a shoot at, I'm trying to shoot like my grenades exactly on the Arachnotron plasma rifle, mm. get the um, shooting grenades into the Cacodemon's mouth and all that sort of thing. Um, but I think that that's, again, it's a good thing. It's a good mm. sort of difficulty spike from the way Doom 2016 started. And then went on and on and on and had that big spike of difficulty as you get towards the end. I, I really liked that. I thought that was a really good way of saying, right, here's all your, the stuff you've learned. Now use it in these horrible, overwhelming situations. Mm. Um, but this one has just gone, okay, here it is straight away. Like, get used to it again. Oh, like, the, the get used to it method, I think, is is really good. The 2016, like, because at the end of that game's campaign, I thought it really burned itself out. Like, I felt like I was just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like, just, it was, you know, it didn't have anything else new to show me. And I know that, like, obviously in Eternal, it's like, you get all your weapons, you get some abilities. The upgrade system lasts way longer. But I just thought, like, the level variety was more interesting and those enemies, like, slotted into them. It made more sense. Like, it, yeah. it felt more fun to be like, okay, here's 
is another Arachnatrono. Like the only one I didn't enjoy fighting first time through was the Marauder. I just groaned every time he appeared. But yeah. like in terms of all the weak spot stuff, um, I treat all that stuff as just optional. It's like if I'm on a higher difficulty, you can you know zoom in and shoot off like an Arachnatron's uh, head cannon thing, or you can just do what I said before and just double grenades, <laughs> splash damage. Who cares? That's interesting because I went in absolutely focusing on weak points throughout the entire did too, game. Yeah. Like whenever a monkey bus turned up, you get the heavy rifle out, scope in, shoot off both its arm cannons, and then just and then you wail on it. Like take off uh. its main, take off its main points, then wail on it. It's the same mm. with the do with the Doom Hunter. Shoot out mm-hmm. its sled. Don't don't worry about the shield just get rid of a sled get him out in the open then wail on him i think it's like you can take you can take the approach of 2016 after you've done the eternal additions of combat yeah. and then you can revert it back to how it is of just absolutely mm. going mental the the, the mm-hmm. uh the sort of the running meme within doom especially back in the 90s uh was the the sort of joke of shoot at it until it dies yeah. Uh, which is, which when you look at 2016, the only enemy that you need to be specific with your uh, shooting in uh, are against mancubuses because they, they don't take ballistic damage, you need to be using explosions, and mm. pinkies where you need to shoot with the tail, whereas obviously everything in Eternal has that approach. The only mm-hmm. thing in Eternal that hasn't got a weak spot uh, that isn't a boss is the tyrant, which is like the sort of cyber demon right. dude towards the end. You see mm-hmm. a handful of those. They're mm-hmm. the only ones that literally the codex says shoot at shoot at it until it dies. <laughs> Everything else has a weak spot or some kind of weapon switch to play up to that. And I can understand that's like, oh, they're just kind of making it harder. But I actually mm-hmm. liked that a lot more mm-hmm. than I thought because, like I said, I was so reliant on the shotgun with the uh, with the grenades attached, mm-hmm. and that's all I needed. Yeah. yeah, like the yeah, I was gonna say like yeah, that stuff. I just I just so treat it as optional. I don't know if that's what you were gonna say. Ash. Uh, well, I, I, for me, it's more to begin with. I found it eternal disappointed me, which is a very strong word. It wasn't like disappointment. I wasn't yeah. like, oh, um, but it's the only word I can think of to dis- describe what it is. It, uh-huh. it, it kind of disappointed me because I felt like my play style was very had to be one thing. Um, it had to be go in, just try and survive these <laughs> waves of crazy monsters coming at me, um, and not really pick weapons and do things just kind of um go through whatever ammo i had pick mm-hmm. up something else use whatever ammo that had because it's such a small little chunk that you get mm-hmm. you've got to try like, you pick up a shotgun shotgun as much as you can till you run out of ammo okay now my chainsaw's in my hand okay chainsaw something get some ammo okay shoot some missiles mm-hmm. um and doing that sort of thing and that disappointed me because i was like well okay i'm not picking my weapons i'm not choosing how to do this i'm just being thrust into mm-hmm. the prey and then given things in my hands to use at the time mm-hmm. um, but i think again it, it's the learning curve isn't it you get given all that and then you learn how to implement it as the game goes on um whereas doom 2016 i felt like you were picking from the beginning how your play style was that's like a great crux of it because like that that i love that i love that they force you to use the entire arsenal and i love that you can never get complacent they did literally say that going in that like they were like oh you can't stand in one place we're, we're gonna force you to keep yeah. on the move and stuff which like yeah that's totally gonna be like a pure taste thing i love that they make something that plays as fast and furiously as the soundtrack sounds yeah, yeah. it's non <laughs> stop um but i mean in terms of it just being like at, at some point that stuff can just feel like exhausting especially at the beginning when you're just trying to re- yeah. roll, roll with it this is absolutely my like first impressions of the earlier chapters because mm. that, that was my initial impression it was oh okay great this is the, i'm not choosing here i'm literally just trying to hang on by the skin of my teeth throughout mm-hmm. all of it but i think it opens up but the more you go on the more things you get uh, the more you get used to either using weak points or doing as much damage as you can by throwing in a million bombs and missiling it <laughs> like mm-hmm. um I think then you start to go branching paths of how you work your play style. Whereas Doom 2016, 
you, you pick your place off on the beginning, which very much is a shotgun and frag grenades. Like, yeah. yeah, that was what it was. I tried to use that in this one is the thing. I tried to copy paste my experiences and put it onto this one. Mm. So at the, at the end of the day, as much as I am saying, yes, I prefer 2016, this one has opened up and challenged me in loads of different new ways and mm. offered a whole different experience that isn't just the same thing again. So it's still very much excellent, good. What you want from video games, like it's what you should be getting. Um, as much as I like the first one, that, that tiny sliver more, um, there's so much I respect about this game that, mm. I, like, it, it, again, it's so replayable, you're going to get so much out of it. Like, there's, I can't really, like, dunk on it too much, you know what I mean? No, I, yeah, I love that it forces you out of your comfort zone. Um, but I was going to say, speaking of comfort Comfort stuff. We should talk about the platforming. Uh, where yeah. did both of you guys come down on that? I absolutely love it, and I yeah, I don't mind it at all. I I did like it. I do like it. I think it's a really nice change. Like actually using like seeing the the dashing and the monkey bar stuff in combat is so much fun. There's nothing quite like swinging off a monkey bar and headshotting something. <laughs> you get a yeah. really nice pop when you headshot somebody with the scope. Uh, it's fantastic, and then and then landing on an imp and chainsawing it on the way down. It's the, yeah. it's the best feeling. And yeah, the platforming was interesting. I think it opened up a, a really more interesting dynamic for traversal. Like as Ash said, the world building feels more interesting. Um, and it's like, why are there gates with big bullet targets to open them? Who cares? It's why a video not? game. Let's just yeah. do it. And I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm game for that. But there were there were moments when I just thought, okay, this is. It, it's quite prevalent. It feels kind of like the, uh, the 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 physics puzzles in Half Life Two. It's like, yes, mm. we can do this. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. Right, right, good. Um, and I, I, there weren't any points when I went. I sort of thought, oh, here we go, another platforming section. Fine, mm. whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but there were a few moments, especially in the uh, the. Uh, Oh Christ! It's forgot. It's left me. The uh, cultist base, right. um, the second second part of that level into the boss fight. Like that that section had a lot of very big, open ended infinite <clears throat> drop. Thankfully, don't kill you instantly. They just respawn you with less health. Yeah, uh, things. But they, there were points when I just thought, oh good, I'm jumping between things. There's again. one bit uh, where I think, which would totally divide people, where it, it completely embraces the fact that it's a game. Is that the bit when you go down to hell and you literally have the same fire obstacles as in Super Mario World? Yes, and it's like. <laughs> They're just like rotating. That is really again. It's really that. it's so stupid. But I, if you can <laughs> if you can get past the like I said the arcadey nature of it, then you, you just sort of lead into it. And go yeah. Do you know what? Whatever. It's it's, yeah. it's it's this aesthetic thing. It's it's a thing that's over the top. It's not the mm-hmm. meat and veg of the game. The meat and veg is the combat, which again is yeah. so much better than 2016. I was going to say Ash. I think as the game progresses, because when once you've got that main roster of demons down, and I want to say like the pinky might be one of the last ones that you come up against that's going to be mm. in, in uh, constant uh, presence throughout the course of the game that's when it really starts to change things up and throw different things at you like when you go yeah. into a combat encounter you have no idea what's going to be ahead of you whether mm. another marauder might spawn you go oh good here's another mm. one what um, fun. like when once that all opens up I think that will eventually shift your opinion over yeah, 2016 yeah, no, maybe I, I... but uh, I can see what you mean about 2016 as well but yeah um, yeah, I, I, I the, back to the platforming. I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't think it overstayed its welcome too much. I think it mm-hmm. edged very close to it at times, um, but I don't think it's a, a completely detracting thing from the game. My thing was like, if you add up the amount of time you spend platforming, I in just like, like literally, it's like a, se- a couple of seconds here. Like you know, there's like a couple of gauntlets, like where you sort of do like something closer to a minute. But like, I just for me, I was like, it's like five to ten minutes of the whole game. Like, yeah, I fell mm-hmm. off a couple of platforms, but like once you and when you're replaying the game, you just get through it. It's just it's yeah. just fun. It's like it's a yeah. chunky way to sort of mask loading. 
I think they're divisive. Uh, first, mm. I saw that. I, I saw people posting about them before I saw them again. Like everyone was tweeting about this, like really early on. Yeah. Um, I, I saw people posting about platforming before it happened, and um, so I was prepared for it. And when I when it came to like the first uh, platform moments and everything, I was like, oh, this is fine. Like I'm not bothered mm. by this. I think it's a nice addition. It changes up levels. It's a new, different challenge. Like as much as it's about surviving hell and getting through it, um, going through all these little fiery, horrible traps and big chains with flames attached to them and everything, I think mm. whatever, like cool. Um, it's a nice addition um, to something that is already very silly and arcadey. It's the most video game, video game you can get. So <laughs> why not throw in something like that? I mm -hmm. think there is a very, that, that, as insane though, I think there is a caveat of it's very, why not um, approach to gaming? It's very, okay, let, let's put this in. Let's see if this is any good. Oh, I love and that though. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, you're either going to be like, okay, that's amazing. This is so fun. Oh, wow, wow. All these different things that I can do that's just video game nonsense. Mm. Or you're going to go, Ooh, there's things that I prefer from the previous way that they did it, and maybe I wish it was more grounded, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm falling in the middle at the moment. I mm. like all the new stuff. I do like it all. I do like it all. But Doom 2016 unlocked something unholy in me. <laughs> I love that. I will totally say that, like the first time through, uh, when I was like getting through it for the review, like I did find it was more so the the last two bosses where I actually got like, oh my god, this is I'm exhausted by this. Um, but it was just that I think I but then I found that just over time because I was lucky enough to have it like a few days before launch that like once my muscle memory kind of adjusted to it, I found that when I went back into those encounters, I just was like I was flame belching, I was doing all these different things yeah. in a way that like I just my brain wouldn't even have thought of. Before beforehand um and i know that's just like sheer exposure to the game um but i think i hope that that's like an intentional thing on their part that they're like here's all this stuff and it's gonna take you time to sort of be able to be comfortable with it in a way that because i it took me time to be comfortable with the 2016 one too yeah um, like i was getting mulched by that at the beginning as well it's like this is like its own personality or like way to play um but yeah in regards to all the over the top stuff i kind of i kind of think of it like anime it's just like oh that's so that's yeah. so anime it's like oh that's so doom like just and it's it's very new age it, it didn't used to have that personality but like yeah they for me they can get away with big super mario flame traps and stuff yeah but at, at that point i'm like well what wouldn't they be able to get away with like i'm kind of giving them a full-on free pass for everything yeah. but i think the, the thing about id are they they always go about it in the way of doing it the best they can like mm. they don't they they said like hugo martin has said we've got a really stupid concept <laughs> but we're gonna do it really really well and mm -hmm. i think that's what separates doom from something like uh, under the same umbrella, Rage Two, it's right, like, hey, yeah. we've got this big, silly, boisterous, ridiculous thing. Let's do this, and then you play it, and it's like, wow, this is really hollow as an like out of date Easter egg. It's, mm -hmm. it's just yeah, it was just a bit a bit rubbish. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Doom I think has nailed that. And I think that's another reason why it's such an incredible title because mm -hmm. it's like, hey, we've we've lent into this big, silly genuinely bright colors it's not like far yeah. cry new dawn or rage 2 but we've gone hey we've gone bright colors but we've still mm -hmm. kept our own aesthetic on this we've still gone and done the mick gordon soundtrack i mean even like looking at the pre-release stuff um did you see they released a tv spot for doom eternal which didn't use any of the soundtrack from in game it just like used, a, like a it just used a rap song and everyone <laughs> hated it and it's like what this isn't doom you have your own yeah. you have your own um identity please lean into that and they have yeah. done that the whole way through Mm -hmm. that's another thing that i think um i absolutely love just on like a personal level is that it's metal af but in oh, that way fantastic. that metal fans know that to not ever take the genre seriously the whole point of like one of the best things about metal is that it's big and dumb and stupid and there's flames and guitars and everything everywhere and it kind of gave me like brutal legend style yeah. vibes where it's like this is like 80s metal over the top um and i absolutely love that and it's like and it it knows that it's dumb as shit. 
Like it's just one of the most fun things. Um, and especially when you find like his bedroom and there's big dumb guitars and he's got like a folder on his laptop that just says like, you know, kill compilation. And he's got a little plushie of himself and I'm just like, yep, yeah, cool. He's like, got copies know, of, he's got copies of Quake on this bookshelf. <laughs> exactly. He's got loads he's got loads of books on his shelf that are like demon based. I think it says like Cacodemon in the Rye or something yeah. like that. And it's, it's like, like, it's like I'm so it's so cool. Like even down to the, even back like to the soundtrack, they've they've really lent into like a quite literal metal approach in terms of its aesthetic like when you mm. go back to 2016 there's so many there's so much stone and rock and sort of yeah. dried blood all over the place whereas this is genuinely more like a physical like cold metal clinical approach when you go back because I'm playing through again now on Nightmare mm-hmm. there's so many like quite literal just metal skulls on everything right um even uh the slayer's rocket launcher has a big skull with glowing eyes on the side of it because it's like why the hell not yeah. you've got the, the the doom hunter with his big rifle that's just a skull like and they just they just yeah. lent into this so much even and even like the electronic side the, the sort of demonic augmentations things leaning into uh like the arachnatrons from doom 2 and how they were how in the lore behind those and how that's been brought over to eternal mm. there's so much um like electronic approach to the soundtrack as well i can't remember exactly when in the game it is but there's at some point it's either during a boss fight or just like a late encounter on the levels the mm. music goes almost entirely electronic rather than metal i remember yeah i i love it <laughs> it's just everything like that where it's just like it, it feels like the full package in a way that, that that's what i mean about the whole 2016 was like preparing for this um because those original doom games like they they didn't care about like backing or cinematics or grounded anything it was weapons floating in the air and just go kill some stuff because you're the doom guy and whatever and like the the little bits of story that they do give you if only, they only really codify that and make it you know they they have this whole backing without spoilers as to why he's doing what he's doing and things like that um, yeah those, and, those bits yeah. That they do put in front of you on a plate that aren't behind the codex are mm-hmm. like oh oh <laughs> answers please but yeah, uh, so we can wrap this pot up where we have the hashtag to be CGP over on Twitter where you can leave little questions and bits and bobs and thoughts. Um, so this one comes in from King Kaz who says, is he the only one who wants an Ape Escape remake? Hopefully a US version. <laughs> I don't know what the hell the difference is, but I would take an Ape Escape remake. I don't know if you guys played Ape Escape. I haven't played Ape Escape. I didn't play Ape Escape, but oh. that's why there's, that's why a remake would be good. There you go. I'm playing yes. It got me playing Spyro, which I <laughs> definitely loved. And you're uh, going to get into Final Fantasy VII as well. Uh, exactly there we go maybe. yeah i think remakes maybe. of any and every classic game are a good idea like doom is a remake isn't it doom uh, eternals doom 2 again i mean so just, you're not you're not wrong they are leaning yeah. into that sort of approach like a spiritual successor slash reboot slash thing yeah some of the stuff in eternal that links back to those original games made me freak the hell out and oh, i absolutely I, loved it so i love that so much it's just the best but um but yeah so for now this has been the world culture gaming podcast i've been your host scott tilford joined by ash millman hello and goodbye and i just want to quickly say i do really like doom eternal <laughs> <laughs> really it is uh, again nine out of ten game and Doom six two thousand sixteen ten out of ten game. That's literally the only difference. I'm here as the voice of um, Devil's Advocate, but yeah, it's goodbye. Right. Just yeah, you be as honest as you want. We'll do plenty more pods in the future. It'll all be good. And also, Rich Hudson. I think they're both solid tens, and I think. Uh, everyone listening and Scott and Ash should go and try battle mode because it's great Ooh, yes it's very it good. good just if you come against somebody playing as the uh, pain elemental back out because the pain <laughs> elemental is broken <laughs> as hell oh, not I hate to it. worry for now though we will catch you next time bye, bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.